I need y'all to act like you're in children's church. Kiddos, I need you to help me today, okay? I need support. Can y'all help me, kiddos? Is that a yes? All right, children, can you help me today? Is that a yes? There we go. All right, so look at your neighbor say, where you is? That's the title of today's message. Where you is? Yes, it is not proper grammar. If you're looking for proper grammar, I'm not your guy. So uh, just, we're just going to go with it. If you have your Bibles or your Bible app, I'd like you to get ready for a couple different passages. Uh, go ahead and turn to Galatians 5. Or actually, before that, turn to Luke 9, verse 22. And then I want you to go to Galatians 5. And if you're writing any of this down, I'll go ahead and give you a couple more. So that way, if I go too fast, you're already there. And I'll be happy to give you these scriptures afterwards if you just want them later. So we're going to go to to Luke 9, verse 22, Galatians 5, and then we're going to jump down to John 10. So Luke 9, Galatians 5, and then John 10. All right, so. Have you, any of you ever see this thing here before? What is this, kids? So, what is the point of this game? Austin. You mean that? Can you? Let's get it on the mic. Any of you adults absolutely find this annoying? I do. I cannot. See, I love puzzles, but I can't stand this game right here. The reason why I can't stand this game is I'm the guy that thinks I got the piece and I'm going to pull the piece out and then I'm, lo and behold, I get, I get it. It hits me every time. And so what I hate about Operation is that, that red nose guy right there. I just hate it. I can't stand it. My kids love it, but I think they just love this all day long. And now that I'm older, the smacking of gum and eating and the, and the, and the noises like this, you're just going, ah, it just gets under your skin, right? So... I stand before you on a journey that I believe, in many ways, you and I represent this guy. We are in operation mode all the time, but it's a good thing. It's a good place to get. I realize I just turned 35. I know for some of you, wow, that's really young. And some of you, for my kids and children's church, that's really old. I get that. But 35 was big for me. I'm losing my hair. I'm, I'm, you know, it feels like midlife, you know, and I'm going, oh, I don't know about this, 35, big age, but I'm realizing the older I get, the less I know, anybody else in that category? The older I get, uh, when I thought I had it all figured out, now I'm going, how in the world does this work? How is life moving so quickly? Why do I now have a sixth grader and a second grader and a first grader? I mean, just yesterday, I remember looking at Cole Michael laying in that bed in the hospital crying. I called his name. He stopped crying and looked at me. I remember that like it was yesterday, literally. We are on a journey. Have you ever stopped and done that where you, 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 you just maybe uh, re- recollect some old things, some old thoughts, old memories, and, and you're like, but that just happened yesterday, and yet it was possibly years and years ago. So on this journey, we have this game called Operation that we go through, and it's, it's where you is. It's where are you at in that day? And you'll understand where I'm getting at here in a second when you look at Luke chapter 9. This is the verse we're going to really highlight today. 
So if you're there, Luke chapter 9, verse 22, he said, And he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests and teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Verse 23, he said, Then he said to them all, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will save it. So, on a journey. Are you about ready for that for me, Charles? Just tell me when you got it. Give me a thumbs up once it's moved over to the screen. So, on this journey, how many of you understand we have a daily battle, a daily grind, a daily journey of things? And there's so many different imageries that you can use from Scripture, uh, different stories that Jesus would tell or others in the, in the Scriptures. And there's different analogies that we can use today, different movies, songs, uh, music of different sorts. But it all kind of comes around to the same thing, that every day is a new day. Say new day with me, kids. New day. Say new day. So, if every day is a new day, that means there's a new set of circumstances we have to face. Yesterday's behind us, today is right now in front of us, tomorrow we can't worry about, because Lord only knows how we're going to get through today, right? Well, if that's the case, we are all on a journey of operation where the Lord, every day, is saying to you and I, in Luke chapter 9, which I find that this has been the most revelational scripture for me in the last several years, because I've always took this passage as a uh, can't-have-fun kind of passage, can't-live-life kind of passage, but in all reality, this is a liberating passage if I can hopefully bring it to life to you like it has come to for me. Are you ready for it, brother? All right, play it. This is just a, a trailer of the actual short. All right. Thank you, Charles. If you have not seen that, I strongly encourage you to watch it. It's called Inner Workings by Disney. Uh, very, very unique way of putting the whole challenge of the head and the heart and how the head is pragmatic and the heart is just wanting to party and have fun. And, and that's the way life is on a regular basis. And it starts with the children at a younger age about not wanting to get up to go to school in the mornings. And then we have to start teaching disciplines like that. But repeat after me. <clears throat> if anyone... Okay, kiddos, I need y'all to help me like you're in children's church. If anyone, if anyone would come after me... He must deny, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily. Say that with me, daily and follow me. So our human nature wants to define success and failure through outward results. Have you noticed that, especially in the United States, in the Western mindset? We like to uh, uh, determine you are successful if you have a certain size house, so many different cars, if your children are a certain standing in their schools and sports and music, and that's where we deem success. We, we make it an outward uh, result for the definition of success. And many times, we do the same thing with the terminology of the word sin. Everybody say, ooh. So we just got Lion King back this week. Anybody see Lion King? I think movies, kiddos. My favorite scene in, in, scene in Lion King is when they say the name Mufasa. And the hyenas go, ooh. 
do it again. Mufasa, woo, do it again. Mufasa, 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 you know, woo, and they're all laughing and joking. That's what we do when we hear the word sin. Woo, let me back up from that. So, because we immediately want to classify sin as these things over here that are visible. And that's the amazing thing about Jesus. The thing that was liberating to me about this passage is that Jesus totally demolished that mindset. And he said, whoa, 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 whoa. It's much deeper. And those of you that were part of the Pure Grace Conference, you heard uh, Paul White and others say things of this very nature that just kind of, it's just been going along with this story inside of me over the last couple weeks. I've been reading an amazing book called Self to Lose, Self to Find. I strongly suggest you get it if you... If you're interested in a book of this nature, it does a really good job of, of explaining personality types and different things, but it's all through the lens of Jesus and the Word. Uh, but she really bounces into this particular passage of, if any man would follow me, come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and daily follow me. So what is exactly sin? Simply put, sin is missing the mark. It's simply missing the, the designed purpose or goal that God has intended for you for that day, for that moment, that time. See, we've always, I grew up in the ranks of, of, of the church world that sin, if you, if you didn't quickly come to the altar and repent, you were probably going to go to hell. And so I spent many a Sundays and Wednesday nights in youth at the altar praying that God would forgive me for the sins that I committed and the sins that I didn't know I committed. Anybody else do that? Where I would say, Lord, forgive me for sinning, even if I don't realize I did that. And Jesus, through this passage and through this journey that I'm on at this place in my life, has helped me to understand that it's so much simpler than that. In that, all we have to do is learn how to lose ourselves in him. If any man wants to come after me, he must first, first deny himself pick up his cross, and daily follow me. So in other words, he wants us to be a kid, like pastor's been preaching the last couple of Sundays. And when you're a child, you, you don't think about the worries of bills. You're not worried about how you're going to get to school. You just don't want to go to school. You're not worried about how the clothes are going to get on your back. My children think I'm a money tree that just grows everywhere. Dad, go buy me this. Dad, go get this. Dad, dad, dad. And you're like, ah, you know. I just bought you that. That's okay, but these just came out, and this is better, Dad. You know you. I need this. And, and so now it's so funny because that irony of life of where I am at at 35, I immediately go back to when I was 12 and 10 and 14 and with my mom, and I'm, I, I, I remember. I will never, to, to this day, I'll never forget one day, my mom went over to the wall in our house, and she started talking to it. And I said, Mom, what you doing? She said, I'm talking to the wall because it listens better than you do. <laughs> <laughs> like, ouch, you know, any, any parents? Yes, uh, I'm there. All right, so surrender. What he is saying is Jesus is saying is that we on a daily basis can have what's determined as unredeemed characteristics. Unredeemed, meaning we have not allowed Jesus access to that area, to that specific spot. What's the, what's the definition of redeem? Webster's definition is to buy back, repurchase, to get a, or win back, to free from what distresses or harms, such as to free from captivity by payment of ransom, to extricate from or help to overcome something detrimental, to release from blame or debt, to free from the consequences of sin. God does not desire for his children to be strong 
in one area, but then weak in other areas. He does not desire for us to only succeed when we're only in this environment. He desires that we succeed in all environments. Have you ever walked into a scenario or walked through a day and then go, ah, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like I, I totally got that. I wasn't, or, or you walk away feeling defeated or you feel, you feel empty. You feel like something was disconnected. If you would, turn to Galatians 5. I, I, I hope I can tie all this together. The fruit of the Spirit. I love the fruit of the Spirit. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, verse 22, excuse me. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires... Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. So the fruit of the Spirit is, in essence, the nine different fruits that God has instilled in us. And the amazing thing is, is that they're actually in three section segments. I don't have the proper terminology, but the, the, the first three, love, joy, and peace, is all about Godward focus. The second three is uh, patience, kindness, goodness is about outward focus, our social relationships with those around us. And then finally, the last three, which is uh, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control is about inward. So we got Godward, outward, inward. And the inward is to, to, to find in themselves. So we have the fruit of the Spirit, and each area of the fruit deals with our lives, our approach to God, our approach to those around us, and honestly, our approach to ourselves. If you would, go ahead and turn over to John chapter 10. So in that passage, Jesus says, if any man wants to follow me, he must first deny himself, pick up his cross, and daily. Children say daily. Daily follow me. I hate that sound. You see, here's the problem with the game of operation is when I'm in control of this doodad in my hand, whatever this thing's called, I'm going to hit this every time. And I'm gonna, I might succeed in pulling it out, and I might create a, a, a I'm going to clean up this area in my life. And see, I'm one of those guys that struggles with weight-related issues, and, and by golly, Monday. When Monday gets here, I'm going to be good, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up at 5 a.m., and I'm going to jog, and... 6 a.m. rolls around, I'll go, I'll do it next Monday. You know, any, anybody? I'm in that boat. Or I'll do good for a few days and eating right or exercising. And then my wife brings home Bluebell ice cream. And, and I'm going, oh, you cursed me today. And, and I can't resist that temptation of Bluebell ice cream. It's oh, so good. So it throws it out the window. Okay, I'll start Monday. Today's Friday. Hey, that means a party weekend. Here we go. Woo! We're going to exercise. We're going to have all the fun. I'm going to eat everything I can. You know, the things I resist at Moe's. I'm going to dive into that queso. I'm going to jump, man. It's all good. We do that where we try to do it in our own strength, the same with the Lord, in that I know I've got an area inside of my head or my heart that I'm just refusing to let Jesus redeem, and I'm trying to do it in my own strength, and guess what? It might, you might succeed at it for a couple days, and then all of a sudden, all you hear is this. 
What Jesus is saying is if any man wants to come after me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross, daily follow me. So what does it mean to deny yourself, to disown yourself? The, the, the word deny in, in Greek is arneomai, which means to refuse a person, not to know or recognize him, to reject him or renounce a relationship. So in essence, what Jesus is saying is you've got to refuse yourself. You've got to refuse the, uh, the, uh, the, the adapted self, the, the, the false self, the lies that the enemy tries to plant in that self that you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not smart enough, or that you can do this in your own ability. And so if you do that, you start believing the lie of that false self. And when you start operating in that false self, you're not under the redeemed characteristics of Jesus. And all we have to do is say, I can't do this anymore. Jesus, redeem this. Now, it's easy for me to say it on this platform speaking to you. And I would love to be able to tell you that Every day is an easy day. Every day, you know, yes, Jesus died. Jesus did it all on the cross. All of that, I believe 150%. And I walk it. But guess what? When I get in my car and I drive to work or I deal with people at work or I'm dealing with people on the road, all of a sudden there can be a bombardment of thoughts. There can be a bombardment of issues where all of a sudden, like the Bible says, as the dross is being brought to the surface because of the fire of that trial. And see, that's where I think we get destroyed. We get confused in that we see that as a bad thing, whereas Jesus is saying that's a great thing. Let it come to the surface and let me remove it. All you have to do is surrender it or allow me to redeem it. John 10.10, one of my favorites as we've been doing the I am statements in, in, in children's church. It says, the thief comes only to steal Kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So if Jesus is asking us to deny ourselves or to disown ourselves, could it be that he's asking us to simply deny the unredeemed qualities that they're there, that you know are there? So many times when we come to church or we go out in public, we do a very good job of putting on the proper clothing and the proper facial expressions, and we will make it to where you have no clue the hell that I'm walking through. I will make sure of it. Why? Because that's the way I am. It's not always right. Am I the kind of person who wants to dump my stuff on you? No. But it's so easy, guys, that we do that. And we'll put on fake facades to where we are literally, we walk around and everybody goes, man, that guy's got it together. Wow, that guy. Wow, they're so involved. They're doing this, 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 and this. Can you look at them? How do they survive? You know, and, and then you walk away from talking to that person. You go, I'm such a horrible dad. I'm such a horrible parent. My kids aren't involved in that travel thing and, and in, and in that, that club. And I don't know how they're doing it. And then all of a sudden, we see it as, okay, this is how I fix that. I'm going to fix that by adding all of this to it. I'm going to start doing more. I'm going to pick up more options of, of life. And, and, and that's going to help me find, find uh, success as a parent, success as a husband, success as a man. But here's the cool thing about it. Jesus just says, let it all go. I've come 
that you may have life and have it to the full. Could it be that simple? Could it be as simple as what it was like for me as a kid? And I've even done it with my children. Parents, tell me if you've been here and done this. Mom, it hurts when I do this. Bingo. Well, son, don't do that. You know, there's sometimes that's exactly the same way with Jesus. Jesus, it hurts when I do this. And Jesus just goes, well, son, don't do that. I didn't ask you to do that. I didn't give you the instruction to go there and do that. You've taken on more yourself, and you have allowed yourself to try to do it in your own terms. And lo and behold, you reach a place where you go, ah, I don't know who this is for. Maybe it's for me. Thank you for listening to what I'm going through. (laughs) If we are honest, we all have areas. Everybody say all. We all have areas that need work. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm on a journey. Come on, kids, help me out. Say, I'm on a journey. So does it mean we're supposed to resist sin? Yes. I'm I'm not saying that you're not. But here's the cool thing. Jesus always has dealt with the heart, the fruit, when he leads and when he taught. So number one, simply put, was disown, deny yourself. Number two, Jesus said, take up your cross daily. And when I was reading this book, she, she offered something that I never thought of because I've always known that scripture. Man, and I would preach it as a youth pastor. I, I, I've lived it, and I still believe this. That you got to carry that cross daily. That, that it's a mental decision. That, that I remember waking up in the mornings and, then, and I would literally uh, uh, put on the armor of God. Anybody? Lord, I put on the breastplate of righteousness in place and the helmet of salvation. And, and I remember quoting scriptures over myself and over my family. And I still do that. I'm not discrediting that. But something that I would do as well is in this passage is I would act like I'm taking on the cross that I'm going to carry this cross. When Jesus actually, I believe, I believe he's saying to you and I is, take my yoke upon you because I already carried the cross. I've already done the hard work. And now I'm figuratively telling you to pick up that very cross I've carried and you are walking right beside me because I got the weight on my shoulders. Take up the cross. Why would Jesus in one passage tell us that he wants us to have life and life more abundantly and then in another passage tell us he wants us to be scoffed at, ridiculed, and shamed with the symbolism of what the cross represented? Now, does it mean that he wants us to remember that? Yes. Does it mean that there are times where we have to walk through that like so many are doing in the persecuted church and they are carrying, literally carrying the weight of the people around them and they are literally putting their lives in harm's way to represent Jesus? Yes. But what I'm trying to get at today and what has been revela- revelational to me is that when you pick up the cross and you pick up that yoke upon you that Jesus already did it, because you don't have to be the big bag tough guy you don't have to be the super strong mom that always carries the weight of the world on your shoulders and has all the answers to fix every problem all you have to do is say Jesus I can't do it I'm taking your yoke upon me because I know your burden is light Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28 come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Could Jesus simply be saying, let me be the doctor? Could he, could he be saying, let me handle this? See, I have a hard time with that because I'm a fixer. I'm an administrator. I'm a leader. I do it myself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix this. It's my screw up. I will fix it. Come hell or high water, I got it. Well, what I'm going through, the journey in my life is sometimes Jesus says, you, yeah, you did. You did screw up. But this is an opportunity for you to grow and understand that I've already fixed it. And now I'm pulling something else out of you and I'm going to help you to mature and grow. All right. Deny himself. Pick up your cross daily. And lastly, say it with me, children. Follow me. Okay, kids, come on. Follow me. Thank you, girls. I appreciate you. Y'all are awesome. All right. So how could it be that Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords, wants us to, wants to be our very best friend? Have you ever sat there and contemplated that? How is it that the maker of the heavens and the earth did everything, stopped what he was doing, came to earth, put on the, 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 the uh, put on flesh, walked a sinless life, died, rose again, all that you and I can have fulfillment, abundant life, heaven here on earth. He's saying, by saying, follow me, be with me, be like me. Have you ever noticed the more time you spend with someone, the more you mirror them? It's kind of funny now. I've got my kids and they're at school and, and uh, some, some people will go, I, Cole, looked just like you the other day, and he said something just like you. And I was like, really, was it good? Was it okay, you know? Because there are some bad habits I have. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't always, uh, I'm not always the nicest person. I get that. But you mirror mannerisms and mindsets. It seems like the longer people are married, the more they look like each other. The more they, they act like each other. They can finish each other's statements. They, they, they don't even have to talk sometimes. It's a grunt. Uh, uh, yeah, got it. Totally there. Figured it out. And everybody on the outside looking in goes, what, what just happened there? <laughs> so follow me. I love this passage. If any man is to, to come out, it, it must first deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. It's in three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's not in John. It's in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but the one that I love the most is Luke because Luke emphasizes one word, daily. Daily, follow me. So how do I do this thing daily? Is it really that easy? Yeah. That's the thing that I have found to be so fascinating over my journey the last couple years is I have overcomplicated this walk with Jesus thing. I've overcomplicated all of the steps, you know, and the rituals and the different things. Am I discrediting reading the Bible and praying and, and, and fasting and all that? No, not by no means. There are disciplines we need to have in place. But when I start to do it from the form of my works rather than his love and his relationship and his grace, we've got to disconnect, right? And what I'm finding is as I'm learning how to connect... It's not like, oh, i got to read two chapters. It's, oh, my goodness, I can't believe what I just got out of that. Or, oh, i got to pray. 
I find that, I don't know, anybody else can attest to this, it's not always a dedicated prayer time, but it's just prayer throughout the day. It's driving, and, and I, I, I pray, I don't talk a lot when I drive, but I do, I, I, I'm thinking of you guys and people and my workers and so many different things, and, and, and I'm just finding myself in that zone. And that's kind of a cool zone to be in. And Lord knows I need it because we deal with some stuff now when you're in the customer service in, arena. <laughs> Thanks. So here, here's, here's where I'm at. And this is what I want to encourage you guys. And we've been doing the, the I am statements of Jesus. Jesus declared himself I am. In other words, God here, Yahweh with us. He declared himself God. It made the, the, the people that were the scholars mad the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But the amazing thing is, is Jesus addressed seven areas. And we're going to get to the seventh one next Sunday with the children. But each of his statements deals with an area of our lives that sometimes all we got to do is declare that as well. So here they are. Here we go. The I am statements of Jesus. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. So in other words, when you are dehydrated or hungry, when you feel malnourished, when you, when you are feeling empty, he is your sustenance when you simply do turn to him. He said, I am the light of the world. When you are in a place of confusion or darkness, when you feel all alone, he is your guiding light. He said, I am the gate. In other words, I am your refuge and resting place. I am your protector and provider. He said, I am the good shepherd. He will fight for you and lead you into the right pastures, the right directions. He brings healing to the brokenness. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. I love this one. He brings life where there is death. He brings beauty from the ashes. He restores what the locusts have eaten. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. In other words, I am the treasure map. And lastly, he said, I am the true vine. He is everything you need, your life supply, your blood flow. And, and what Paul said several weeks ago, I mean, you can't, that, that, was, you, that was awesome. So, bottom line to all of this, could it be that Jesus is asking us on a daily basis to lose ourselves in order to find ourselves? Could it be that Jesus is asking us to simply change our perspective how many of you are stubborn like me in that you go, nope, this is the way I learned it, this is the way we're going to do it. This is how I'm going to roll. It worked for my daddy and my granddaddy, and this is how it's going to work for me. I have that mentality sometimes. No, don't mess, don't rock this boat. <laughs> and the same goes in the spiritual dynamic is there are people on both sides of this equation that are fighting with each other. Lord have mercy, all you got to do is get on Facebook and anybody of prominence, they, they just, they're attacking them like they're just wounded and, and, and it's crazy and, and I'm, I know Jesus is just, just going, no, this is not what this is about. So here's this thing and I'm going to finish with this. I, Charles, I don't know if you could find a song or something for me here in just a second. I love this poem that I found entitled, When Things Go Wrong. So a couple years ago, I got to share a message called Let It Go, Nico. And we used the song Let It Go from Frozen. And, and I find, I, I, I was laughing because when I was, where I was at with this message, I've been thinking about all the different times I've gotten to share, and there's kind of a common theme in all of this. And I believe 
that the Lord wants all of us on a daily basis to grow in Him. I believe that, yes, you are a child of God when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior, when you confess your sins, all of that. I believe that. But as you grow, as you journey, because every day is a new day, there are new things in us that the Lord is saying, okay, I want to address this issue right here. I want to help set you free in this area right here. And it's so easy for me. Listen, I can start pointing out addiction types, type things. You know, and preachers are good at that. They'll, they'll point out the things that are visible. But I want you to ask yourself, what are the things inside of you that you've been refusing to let Jesus have access to? What room in your house have you kept locked and sealed full of junk because your living room looks good? That room doesn't matter. Trust me, I know that game. Quick, throw everything in the bedroom, lock the door. Jesus has come into the door, whatever. But here's the cool thing. Jesus wants every room clean. He wants you to be free because as you've all seen it, you guys are all smart people the more you hold on to things, the heavier you get. It doesn't hurt anybody else but you. That's a hard one to deal with, especially in the arena of forgiveness. So, here's the, the poem. Hope it blesses you. When things go wrong, <clears throat> when things go wrong as, some, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, the debts are high, and you want to smile but you have to sigh, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns, as every one of us sometimes learns. And many a fellow turns about, when he might have won, he had, had he stuck it out. Don't give up, though the, peace, the pace seems slow. You might succeed with another blow. Often the goal is nearer than, it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up, when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down he, how close he was to the golden crown. Success is, a, is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. So stick to the fight when your heart is hit. It's when things seem worse that you mustn't quit. Would you stand with me? Can you play something just in the background a little bit for me? So all that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening and, and, and allowing me to share. I did pretty good. I did pretty good, about 30 minutes, 35, I guess. Sir. Oh, the, the, yes, it's the, the whole silver gold analogy in Malachi that when you're going through the fire, the Lord brings the impurities to the surface and he, and he slowly will remove those. But it's a cleansing. It's not a hurtful thing. Here's where we are today, guys. Listen, I don't know. I feel like the Lord's got so many amazing things that he's been stirring in our church and our people. But in my heart of hearts and where AJ's been, and, and they say sometimes the best way to share a message is where you're at in your own journey, is there are those of you in this room that you have areas that Jesus has been truly knocking on that door. And for whatever reason, and I'm not, I don't want, we don't want laundry out in the air. That's not what I'm asking. That's not what we're going for. But there are areas, simple areas, deep down inside you, 
that you have refused to allow Jesus to redeem. That has been the most liberating thing for A.J. Vanetta. Because I've walked in so many ways that once you confess a sin, you have to live so long from that sin in order to be clear of it. You know what I'm talking about? And so what Jesus is saying is, that's the wrong mentality. What he's saying is, when you wake up this morning, it's time that you confess with your mouth the truth. One of the things we do with our kids that I I just can't stand when I hear children speak negative about themselves. No, 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 no. What's the truth? You are not that. You are this. And it's like I feel Holy Spirit trying to say the exact same thing to you with where you are in your journey. All ages represented in this place. All kinds of backgrounds represented in this place. And if I knew some of your stories, I would be blown away at the fact that you're even standing here today. But here's the cool thing is Jesus says, that's great and all, but I've got more for you. I've got a further distance for you to go, and I've got people for you to impact. Let go of this area. Quit trying to do it yourself. Simple little game. I pray you never forget. Let me pray for you. I I don't know where to go with this other than just to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you for a moment. If you would, bow your heads, close your eyes. We're just going to take just a couple minutes, if you would, just just bear with us. Don't, Don't leave today without relinquishing whatever it is the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. If any man wants to follow me, he must first deny himself, deny the false self, the self of lies, the, the back door cracked open where the enemy is speaking lies, trying to get you to believe them. Must deny himself. Pick up his yoke because he's already done it all. All you have to do is surrender and submit to that and allow Jesus to redeem those areas, those characteristics. And then simply put, daily follow me. Follow him. This is what I'd like to do. I'm going to take a drink of water and then I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask that you guys pray with me and not just listen. Sometimes that's a... Easier said than done, I get that. But in your own way, whatever it is the Lord's speaking to your heart, I'm not going to embarrass anybody in this place. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. But I believe in power of the proclamation of the Word of God. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. Well, what is your testimony? Jesus, I know you are the Son of God. Jesus, you are the Lamb that was slain. Jesus, you are the Lion of the, of the tribe of Judah. You know, and it doesn't, you don't have to have all the cool scriptural things. Jesus, I know you're my best friend. You're my daddy. You got this. So I'm going to pray for you. And Charles, if you'll turn that up as I start to pray, not, not a whole lot, but just a little bit louder. Because I know sometimes when you can hear your, yourself and other people that you're a little more timid. But I want to challenge Pure Grace people and our visitors today. It's time that we say enough is enough 
of operating with these lies and these deceptions because Jesus desires for wholeness of body, mind, and spirit. He desires for freedom and liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. freedom. It's time we declare that, friends. I'm tired of feeling like I've got weights on my shoulders that I put there myself. And that's where I'm at today, is that, Lord, I'm done trying to carry the weight of the world because I've done it to myself. So I'm going to pray. I'm asking you to pray with me, and then we will, we will go and enjoy the rest of our weekend. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords. We thank you that you have everything in the center of your will, even when we don't understand it, even when we don't get the answer we think we should get. Lord, you are in control. And today, Jesus, we declare that. We proclaim that over our families, over our marriages, over our children, Jesus. Lord, we know there's an all-out assault against those that claim Christ as their Lord and Savior. But we know that greater is He that is in me than he that is in this world. And though the enemy may come in, Lord, like a flood, you will raise up a standard against him. And therefore, Lord, I proclaim that over these people today. Whatever battles they're going through, whatever mind games they're journeying through, Lord, remind them when they look in the mirror that you have it all in your hands. That this isn't a game physical game of operation that we will screw up, but you've already taken care of it. Now, Lord, help us to believe it. Help us to walk it. And help us to share it with those that are dealing with their own bondages. So, Lord, today, as we leave this place, I pray weights are left at this altar. I pray bondages are broken and loosed. I pray for restoration in relationships, Father. Lord, I pray for marriages that might be struggling, that Jesus, through the power of your love and your word and your anointing, that you would, Father, fix any area of, of, of a lack of communication or, or areas of hurts or areas of, of just arrows that have been, th been thrown at each other. Lord, I pray for children that are dealing with stuff at school. Lord, that they're being bullied, that they're being lied to, that they're being told something that is not true. Father, I pray you speak truth in their lives. And I pray you build them up, that they would truly be warriors for the sake of Jesus, full of the fruit of the Spirit, with the armor of Almighty God wrapped around them, and ready for each day to share Jesus with all of their classmates, with their teachers, with the faculty and staff of their schools. Lord, for it's out of the mouths of babes you have ordained praise. Father, I pray for safety this week. Lord, we just, we lift up, Father, our nation. We lift up Houston. We lift up Texas. We lift up Louisiana. Father, we just pray, Jesus, you would bring glory to your name in all of this, that you would unite us as a country.
And Lord, we, we just pray that, Father, you would turn Irma back up, the, back up in the ocean and not even let it come near land, Jesus. Father, we believe you can do that. Jesus, you spoke to the winds and the waves and you said, peace be still. Lord, we ask that you would do that. Father, I pray for a great Labor Day weekend. The rest of it, Father, keep everyone safe as they go from this place. In Jesus' name, everybody says, God bless you.